On this episode, we're gonna look at horror films at Sundance, the return of Dario Argento, and my big, big announcement. But first, Danhausen. Holy shit, Danhausen is in AEW. Let's talk a little wrestling up front. I very rarely get to do that these days, but this is horror related because Danhausen is a horror wrestling character. Now, for those who do not know who Danhausen is, I understand he's not mainstream yet. He's one of those underground cool guys that people like me enjoy. Danhausen is like an old, first off, he's played by a guy who's like 24, 26, so young guy. But the character is like an old timey, over the top, Dracula esque sort of villain. So cape, you know, face paint a little bit, uh, which he modeled after Pazuzu. Shout out to Pazuzu because it's kind of your, you know, your traditional black and white makeup that we always kind of see. You know, your skull sort of colors but he's got a little red under the eyes as well pops a little bit it's different from everybody else that does face paint stuff and it's because of pazuzu exorcist exorcist 2 pazuzu Pazuzu. so I, i i recently learned that tidbit and i almost did a fucking backflip anything to get pazuzu over brother He's very difficult to try to explain to people. He's sort of the Svengoolie of professional wrestling. It's not the most serious of characters, but he takes the character seriously. Uh, like he'll come out and he'll uh, he'll curse you. He'll do his goofy face and uh, he'll shoot out his arms at you. Um, you might have seen that uh, at his debut at, at AEW last week on Dynamite crazy that when they can just debut somebody like Danhausen on, on a Wednesday night dynamite that's that's huge they're li- they're living good over there and hopefully I can see Danhausen this Wednesday at Dynamite in Chicago Illinois if I can go we're supposed to get a really bad snowstorm a real deadly uh deadly snowstorm coming up here so hopefully there's a break in it and I can fucking go. Otherwise, I'm going to have to sit it out. And that's going to suck. Oh, you want to talk about a horror show. Me, sitting alone in my condo, watching AEW Dynamite on the 75. Watching fucking Dynamite at a show that I'm supposed to be at. Oh, I'm going to be stewing. I'm going to be so salty. Oh, but still, not not worth dying over. So hopefully I can make it to that show and... Maybe I can meet the Danhausen and uh, report back, but probably not. Probably not. That's not how that works. So check out Danhausen. Go down the YouTube rabbit hole with that guy, because there's some funny, entertaining stuff. Start with a uh, Danhausen Conan O'Brien. That that'll set you off, and you'll be off to the races. And yeah, he was like Conan lo- loves Danhausen because he gets it. He gets the bit. And Danhausen's a pretty good improver and comedian in his own right. So when Danhausen and Conan team up, it is good shit, brother. So check out Danhausen. A little more horror in my professional wrestling, please. 
Maybe we'll get Bray Wyatt back soon. I think we're we're getting close to that time where he's going to pop up at some pay-per-view in a creepy mask. I think I saw uh, it was a social media post by Bray Wyatt, although I think he's just going by his shoot name, whatever, Rotunda. Rotunda. And there was a picture of a pretty creepy mask. Uh, obviously, he had the Fiend character in WWE. Uh, that mask was created by Tom Savini and or his class. Don't know who who really did it, but you know Tom's going to get to take credit for that. I, I'd like to think he was involved. But that was a pretty cool mask. And that was a pretty cool horror character that they fucked up because that's what they do over there. At the WWE. Um, yeah, I guess I'm just piling on. Oh, oh the anti-WWE. It's just, the, it's just the hot trend. Everybody's just getting... Oh, those poor guys. It's because their show sucks. And it sucked for years. And now there's another good wrestling company. And everybody's rejoicing. Are they perfect? Absolutely not. But it is definitely the better wrestling experience. AEW. AEW. Dan Housen. There was one, They did one bit. Danhausen did. So he was with Ring of Honor, and Ring of Honor like folded or sold or whatever. They died. They died. They're Deadhausen. And he's just like, well, I'm a free agent. And here's a, like a snippet of what that character's all about because he's like a Svengoolie type. So he's not the brightest. Um, like, even though he's like an evil mastermind, he's dumb. And, you know, he keeps hearing about, you know, AEW. He's like, oh, I'll go to AEW. Um, and he ends up going and getting a job application for A&W, like the root beer place. Um, they also have restaurants. And that's the kind of shit he's like, I'm going to work for the A&W. This is what everybody wants me to do. I'll curse them. And, like, that's the kind of fun that you're going to have with Dan Housen. Like, he's just, he's a silly guy. You're, you're going to have some laughs. It's not going to be uh, too serious. And you, you need that. Uh, I would compare him to Orange Cassidy, also in AEW, where it's just very gimmick-heavy on the character. Where Orange Cassidy, he's like a lazy sloth sort of guy, hands in his pockets, doesn't move too fast uh, until it's time to go. And then he can go. And similar thing with Danhausen. Uh, if you go down that rabbit hole, you'll see a match or two, maybe a highlight reel. He can go. He can go. He's a little guy, like they all are in AEW. He's like the same height as Adam Cole, Orange Cassidy, you know, around that CM Punk height. They have a you know, Brian Danielson, you name it. Hook. Hook's not the tallest. Send Hook. Fucking Hookhausen. And I, I, I think it's going to be... A, a great match but yeah gimmick heavy characters to go along with some of your meathead characters over there and your traditional wrestling characters uh, they got a little bit of everything over there so go down the Danhausen wrestling rabbit hole lately we've been talking about the texas chainsaw massacre the new texas chainsaw massacre coming out on netflix february 18th and they just released a trailer for it and have you seen this? Have you heard about this? I didn't even finish the trailer. <laughs> I didn't even finish it. Because, uh, you know, we've heard that this movie might not be the best. And 
this trailer, we had a, a bit of a teaser trailer that didn't show anything. They were hiding underneath the floorboards or something like that. But but they came out with a two and a half minute actual trailer today, January thirty first. That's when I'm recording, and I I stopped it. Let me find out exactly where I stopped it. It is right about here, at the twenty three seconds is when I tapped out of that one, and it wasn't even for a bad reason. Look, I'm not trying to shit on this movie. It's just everything about it sounds bad. The reports are bad. That's why they sold it to Netflix and all that shit. <laughs> So two and a half minute trailer. Uh, the first opening, uh, there's like a little car accident with uh, maybe our main characters and this uh, beautiful young lady who's got final girl written all over her, tries to get out of the wreckage and she looks out, you know, the middle of nowhere, cornfield sort of thing. So it's just field as far as the eye can see. And then popping out of the, the cornfield is Leatherface. He just pops up like a -a (laughs) whack-a-mole. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Is that supposed to be hilarious? Because it is. Because I almost died laughing. I guess it's supposed to be scary. Ah, Ooh, he was hiding in there. It didn't really play that way for me. Maybe it'll work in the movie. It's all going to be depending on uh, music. And, and all that stuff, so we'll see. But yeah, the 23-second mark is when I tapped out, and they, they didn't even hit the Netflix logo yet. I'm going to browse. Let's browse it. Guys, we're going to do a live. Fuck it. All right, so let's fire this up at the 30-second mark. They're driving into Harlow. We've got a cast of very attractive people, and they go to this, looks like a little abandoned city, you know, in the Bible Belt. And it looks just abandoned, like a little ghost town. And they're saying some shit that I can't hear because it's muted. And there's some Asians. There's some. Uh, there's a black couple there. So we've got some people of color. Everybody gonna die. Every slice of that rainbow gonna die tonight. Rainbow dies tonight. Equal opportunity. Murderer is leather. And there we go. We've got... The Sawyer House, which looks a lot closer to town. No, it's isolated. Okay, as it should be. As it should be. Looks a little dilapidated. No, see? There's a shot here at 48 seconds. And they're entering a house, which I think they want you to believe is the Sawyer residence. But over their shoulder, you can see that that's on like Main Street. There's like a business across the street. So I don't know if this is even the Sawyer house. Maybe it's some trailer trickery. Like we got hit with Scream. Scream did that shit. Scream did that. I forgot to mention that. So I don't even think this is a spoiler for Scream. But I I like bringing up the trailer trickery because you need that when your trailers are three minutes long. You want to show us stuff, but you don't want to give everything away. So you trick us. You fucking lie right to our faces. And in Scream... The trailer, Ghostface, hello, Sydney, it's an honor. And you're like, okay, cool, makes sense, you know, character-wise. These Ghostfaces always have a hard-on for Sydney, but that's not what happens in Scream. We, you get your hello, Sydney. God, that's a fun voice to do. But the, it's an honor, that is said to Dewey 
in the hospital. Because I guess he's also a Dewey Mark, which everybody should be. Dewey's the best. So maybe this is some trailer trickery. Back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre trailer here. Also, note this, and they always do that with these re-sequels. I'm not calling it a requel. Fuck you, Scream 2022. Fuck you, I'm not saying it. It's a re-sequel. Is they'll just get rid of the article in the title. Instead of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, it's just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Instead of the Fast and Furious, it's just Fast and Furious. Instead of the Matrix, it's just Matrix. Actually, they didn't do that. They should have because Resurrections is a stupid title. And it's a stupid movie. And I will fight anyone that says otherwise. I will not fight you. I take it all back. But I am surprised when people like the new Matrix Resurrections because literally no part of it is good. Writing's bad, the acting's bad, the music's bad, the directing's bad, cinematography's bad, the lighting's bad, uh, everything, the set is bad, it looks cheap, cameras that they use is bad, everything's bad. That's disappointing, because I like those movies and I like everybody involved. Oh well, shit happens. Back to this trailer, stop fucking distracting me. So at the 48 second mark... It looks like this house is in uh, the middle of the, of the town, which is not what we're used to. Anyway, let's move on here. They're in the house doing their home invasion shit, which you should not do. You can't do that, guys. And quick plug for the Patreon, patreon.com slash revealpod. Just put up this month's movie breakdown slash commentary track of the month, and it was Texas Chainsaw. I'm sorry. The Ohio State University. It was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1974 because we're getting ready for this movie. So uh, we did a little breakdown, commentary style. And we note in that, and by we, I mean me. It's still just me. It's still just me. And they just fucking walk into the Sawyer house like they own the joint, these people in that movie. And you're like, I'm not mad at Leather. They're just protecting their house. Stand your ground, Leather. Stand your ground. And it looks like a similar thing here. Uh, at the 52nd mark, she looks at a picture on the wall. It's the Harlow Orphanage, 1975. And there's a big, hulking kid in the back, and his face is scratched out. We can't really see him. We imagine that's Leatherface. So let's keep it going. 52 seconds. There's a lady there. She looks uh, creepy. Hang on. I got to hear what this bitch has to say. There you go. What are you doing in our house? Thank you. And at least they asked that. At least she asked us before the murders. You know, it doesn't go straight to sledgehammer and meat hooks like in the OG. She says, what are you doing? Now I'm going to kill you. you. Moving on. All right. All right. You really shouldn't be here. And she looks genuine. She's like, oh, guys, this isn't good for you. And then we get our shots here a minute in uh, where some creaking floorboards, some spooky walking around the house. Now, this does not have Daniel Pearl's fingerprints on it. This does not have uh, the art director's fingerprints on it. So it does not look as great. House does not look as spooky. It has that generic blue tint. 
feel that everything has now at a minute two here looks like we get a shot of Leatherface and a reflection of this pan that's pretty cool maybe there's gonna be some good visuals and he turns around like what the fuck and as you should sir as you should you don't just fuck oh I wonder what that is no you fucking turn around he's ready to fight I love that let's keep it going here quick shots damsel in distress oh we do have a sledgehammer he's got it back he's got it back so at a minute and eight and nine seconds he's got a sledgehammer which once again in the patreon i go over that was kind of leather's weapon of choice you think chainsaw but look at the stats and look at that patreon episode She's hiding under the bed. So, yeah, a lot of the rest of this is from, like, like the, the teaser. And then he just drops the chainsaw in front of the camera for no reason for this trailer. Just for this trailer was that shot. Hopefully it's not in the movie. That's how bad that was. From the minds that brought you evil dead. And don't breathe. Only survivor of Chainsaw Massacre tells her story. Yeah, because I do think we are going to be getting uh, some some Sally in this one. Oh, wow. Wow. Holy shit. I'm sorry. I'm just straight up watching this trailer now. So, uh, so is that Sally at a minute 17? Let's see what's going on here. This is hard to Yeah. Is, are they fucking Laurie Stroding, the character of Sally? Mrs. Hardesty, your old friends are back. And she's got that look like, oh, shit. I'm gonna go get him. What is this movie? I don't. Wow. I'm. I'm. I'm I can't wait. I can't wait to watch this stupid fucking movie. But yeah, yeah, she's in it, and there's a picture from the original movie in her car, and she's loading up weapons in the back of her car, and yeah, it looks like she's gonna go save these kids or something. This is great. This is great. A lot of nighttime stuff. It looks like we're gonna have some nighttime Sawyer shenanigans. And there we get a good shot of the new leather face mask at 1 minute and 37 seconds. Didn't even think of that. Didn't even think like, oh, what's the mask look like? What's the mask going to look like? They always look pretty good. Unless they really go over the top with like the cross-dressing thing. And then it just looks kind of silly. And then he does silly things and there's nothing scary about that character anymore. Uh, this one just looks like somebody's face maybe two faces or three stitched together uh, a really good shot at that 23 second mark when he pop when he does the whack-a-mole uh reveal which probably shouldn't have had that in there huh probably shouldn't have had that in there on february 18th Leatherface. oh good frame shot oh he runs with the chainsaw the face of madness returns they're saying bad lines of dialogue that i have muted Oh, he throws a sledgehammer too. I can't wait. The the, the sledgehammer stats are going to go through the roof. Okay, so at one point he's on a party bus with six or seven people and they all take their phones up to get a look at him. This is at the two minute mark in this trailer. Hang, hang on a fucking second. Hang on, I'm turning the volume up. Give me a second here. try anything and you'll get canceled bro they're live streaming it they're like instagram living it and it looks like he's gonna massacre all these kids on this bus as they live stream it 
or something. Try anything and you'll get canceled, bro. And he fucking tries it. Is this movie going to be good? This movie's kind of got me low-key hyped. The mask is sick. Some of the shots look really good. The framing was nice. We're not going to have houses full of bones like in the OG. So, like, just get that out of your fucking head. Which I've struggled with because that's my favorite part of that movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Two minutes and ten seconds in. Is there anything else in this trailer? No, just, yeah. All right. So that's the tra- that's the trailer reaction uh, for this new movie, February 18th. I'm excited now because it looks like there's going to be some good stuff. None of these horror movies are perfect. Not even a little bit. Except for Halloween. Yeah, it looks like there's going to be some some positives to walk out with here. The fact that they showed the sledgehammer to the skull in the trailer, that's a good sign. Looks like there's some chainsaw kills on that bus that are going to be a little gruesome. That's a good sign as well. So let's keep that hype train going. We're only a couple weeks away from that one. And check out that trailer in its entirety and check out the Patreon for that OG breakdown. Let's move on here. This is huge news. Dario Argento is back with his first movie in 10 years. The brilliant mind that brought us Suspiria, Inferno, and countless others. He's back. And I think it just uh, premiered or is set for premiere. Um, so it's just nice. It's like if John Carpenter was like, oh, I've got a new movie coming out. It's going to be at this uh, festival. It's like, what the fuck? Huge. Now, and just like John Carpenter, uh, some of the more recent films from Mr. Argento, not not the best. Uh, a lot of people will tell you that that it's it's hard to live up to movies like Suspiria, but uh, a lot of his uh, more recent uh, additions to his filmography left some fans wanting a little more. These ten disappointing Dario Argento movies. But still, maybe it's great, maybe it's not. Either way, it's Dario Argento. It's that giallo. It's that Italian gore, the crazy colors, the blood, the, the goofy blood splatter. Their blood always looks so weird. I think it's all the pasta. I think it's pasta related. So Dario Argento, what's this one called? And when can I see it? Black Glasses. That's such a fucking Dario Argento title, too. All right, here we go. A prostitute blinded, but yep. There's always a damsel that's blind or disfigured or or something bad has happened. A prostitute blinded by a serial killer. Yep. That's always in there, too. All right, keep going. A prostitute blinded by a serial killer in a botched attack. She takes in a young Chinese... That's just the... That's the weirdest sentence I've ever heard. A prostitute blinded by a serial killer in a botched attack. What if that was just the log line? She takes in a young Chinese boy whose life has also been abruptly altered forever by the maniac's actions. He will become her ally in a terrifying struggle to see off the serial killer forever. I like that. I'm going to keep reading this. This is from iHorror.com, by the way. She's an adult and blind... He's too young to get by on his own. In addition, two different cultures. She is Italian. The child is Chinese. 
Argento said in a statement to Deadline, this combination is the engine of black glasses. The film represents my desire to explore two worlds. Hers, we know it. His is more mysterious. And it will let us enter the neighborhoods, houses, and customs of the Chinese community in Rome, where they created a real Chinatown. Okay. I mean, if he's excited about it, I'm excited about it. And I could see Chinese additions just visually to what he likes to do. I could see that just fucking popping right off the screen. I could see that being very visually stunning. And and I'm excited about black glasses, but I'm keeping the hype down for two reasons. One, maybe it's no good. And two, I mean, if it's in festivals now, we're not going to see this one for a little bit. So I don't want to tease myself or you guys too much. This week, I teased a big announcement. So let's get right to it here. Guys, I'm going to be calling it quits. It was a good run, but I'm going to officially be calling it quits with HBO Max. $15 a month? Mm. See, they get you with that sweetheart honeymoon $9.99, and then suddenly I'm seeing $15 every month on my credit card bill. I can't do it. I won't have it. I got to get rid of it. So what I need to do first is bleed this platform dry of all of its quality horror content. So I need some help with this. I need you guys to let me know what horror films are on HBO Max that are are worth a damn that I need to check out before I call it quits. Now, I'm not going to get rid of HBO Max right away. I'm going to let Peacemaker play out because that show is awesome. Check out Peacemaker. That's got some horror elements. That's got some body horror for damn sure and some gore. Woo! James Gunn! James Gunn! Troma! Troma! I think all the episodes are written by James Gunn and some of them are directed by James Gunn and you can tell. There's just faces lying around and oh, if that's your jam, uh, check out Peacemaker. And even if it's not, uh, it's funny, it's got action, it's got John Cena and his uh, tidy whities It's a Suicide Squad spinoff with the uh, Peacemaker. And people seem to love it. I know I do. I hate that it's episodic and I have to wait. I'd love to just binge it. But yeah, check that shit out. So I'm going to wait for Peacemaker to run its course before I pull the plug. But let me know what is on HBO Max that I need to see before I get rid of it. Let me fire mine up real quick here. Uh, Because what I want to watch, Event Horizon. I don't think I've ever watched Event Horizon all the way through. And I know it is an underground favorite. It's not, you know, on anybody's top 10 list, but everybody that's seen Event Horizon in the horror community that seems to love it. So I, I want to sit down and give it the attention it deserves, watch it beginning to end, and get spooked a little bit. I, I read Salem's Lot, the book, Stephen King's book, Salem's Lot. Watched that movie as well, but apparently they have a return to Salem's Lot. <laughs> Uh, on HBO. I think that's another TV movie. I want to check that out before I cut the cord because what the fuck is that? I mean, Salem's Lot pretty much was a return to Salem's Lot. That's the plot of the book. but Whatever. Firestarter. 
Firestarter. I think this is another Stephen King. This is little little girl Drew Barrymore. I think this is the one that really blew her up because I think she did uh, E.T. maybe before this, although that probably got the job done. And Firestarter. Really good, really good start to a career. Yeah, E.T. and Firestarter. Jesus. Let me browse their horror category here. And it's a lot of, you know, the more popular movies. You know, the new It films, the Conjuring films, uh, Ouija. Ouija. Uh, Freaky. That I'm going to add that to my list. I think it's already on it. That's the, the body switch one with Vince Vaughn and the, the teenage girl. So the teenage girl is going to take over the serial killer body. The serial killer going to take over teenage girl body. Fun for the whole family. I bet. What else? Uh, the Happening, Mama, The New Friday the 13th, The Empty Man. Don't know what that is. Night of the Living Dead, Darkness Fall. Like We've seen a lot of these. Poltergeist 3 I'm not too familiar with. Poltergeist 3. So maybe I'll check that out. Let me add that to my list real quick. There we go. Monster movies, comedy horror. Uh, all right, suspenseful movies, 28 Days Later. Yeah, I guess that's suspenseful. You could just put it in horror. That's fine. Stigmata, like we've seen all of these movies, Mimic, there's Malignant, I have not seen The Hunt, which is a recent film, Scanners we've all seen from Dust Till Dawn, yeah there's just, I think guys, we might have seen all these, if you know of anything under the radar, something really at the end of these lists, let me know, so I can watch them and let other people know, maybe they want to cut the cord. One last little category here. Classic horror, Amityville, Carnival of Souls, Eraserhead. Yeah, either you've seen these or they're probably not worth watching. So let me see. Yeah, yeah. and then at the bottom it says, plans start at $9.99. I think that's the one with commercials. Look, I'm, I'm going to be getting a gym membership, and I'd like to just reallocate those funds from HBO Max whoop, over to the gym. Get some gains, get some muscles, so if I get fucking home invaded... I can fight them off. Oh, I can fight them off. Have that, for people that live alone, do you have this same panic that I do when you get home, maybe from work, groceries, whatever, you get home, you go about your day, and five or six late, hours later, you know, you go out front and you realize that you did not lock the front door. Ah. Because then you got to do a whole goddamn sweep of the house, under the bed, in the closet. I'm, I just I got to clear it. I got to 100% clear it to make sure. Laundry room, especially the fucking laundry room. Especially the laundry room. That's the scariest room in the house. Furnace is in there. Furnaces are scary. So yeah, let, let me know if uh, anybody else is like that or if I'm crazy it might be that one and here's just a quick little hype job for mike flanagan's new netflix production because netflix is gonna let mike flanagan do whatever the hell mike flanagan wants haunting of hill house haunting of bly manor all that shit they're, they're gonna let him do whatever uh, edgar Allan poe the fall of the house of usher that is what mike flanagan is bringing to netflix next and that has begun production so early stages of this of the hype here 
for the fall of the House of Usher. I am not familiar with this story, which is great. Because now we've all got time to read it for the Slasherville Book Club, which is unofficial. But I do want to start it. Let me know if we want to do a book club. We could have done Salem's Lot. Then I read Carrie. Right now I'm reading Good Omens, which is not horror, but you know, it's got some, got some demons in there. But yeah, let me know if you want to do a Slasherville book club. We can do The Fall of the House of Usher. And then you guys can tell me what it meant because Edgar Allan Poe stuff's probably way too smart for me. And you can just break it down for my dumb, dumb brain. And I'd appreciate that. But regardless, that is in production now. It looks like Kate Siegel's in there. I think that's Mike Flanagan's wife. She's in all of his fucking programs, <laughs> which is, hey, you know, Rob Zombie does it. You can do it too. You can do it too. So yeah, just a very early hype on the fall of the House of Ushers. What is this about? Marks the fifth series for them guys. Do, do, do. Are you just not even going to give me a logline on what this bullshit's about? They're not. I don't think bloodydisgusting.com knows. They're like, we didn't fucking read it. We don't know. And there are some familiar names in that cast. So if you, if you like The Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor, you're probably going to see some familiar faces. Frank Langella? Hell yeah. That's awesome. Mary McDonald from Scream 4? I don't even know who that is. Who is she in Scream 4? Let's find out. She is... Sydney's aunt. Wow. Really reaching in, in for that one. Although she was good in that. She was good in that. Sid, you know, Maureen Prescott's sister, which is nice. And excuse me, who else is in this program? Mark Hamill. Let's go. I love Mark Hamill. And not even the Luke Skywalker shit. I like everything else that he does. The voice work. I thought he was... Very fucking good in the John Carpenter horror anthology film, Body Bags. And he's crazy. He can really ratchet up the insanity and the intensity. Mark Hamill can go all in. He does not fuck around when it calls for it. So that is an exciting little cast. The Fall of the House of Usher. Usher, Usher, Usher. Last topic here. So this might be a short episode. I apologize, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said. Let's take a look at the horror films in this year's Sundance. Yeah, Sundance Film Festival. It's that time. It is that time. And let's take a look at some of the horror movies in there. Films that we'll get to see in, you know, six months' time or so. One of them is called Speak No Evil. It's a Danish film. And these Danes... They love their serial killers, and they love their weird shit. Uh, so Speak No Evil uh, is one of those. There's another movie I kept seeing the name of even before this Sundance one. Where the fuck is it? Uh, yeah, it's called Master. And this one is very you know Jordan Peele-esque. It, it, it's about race in a way. Uh, these women at this university, and there's, there's some you know evil race-related shenanigans going on. So, also, it might be haunted. So, Master. I think that might be the big one coming out of Sundance 2022. Uh, there's another one called Fresh. Mimi Cave's featured directorial debut, Frustrated 
by the tedious world of online dating, Noah takes a chance. N-O-A. Noah. N-O-A. Noah takes a chance by giving her number to the awkwardly charming Steve after a produce section meet cute at the grocery store. You can't put that in your description. You can't put that in your synopsis or logline. You're breaking kayfabe. You're breaking kayfabe. Sassy banter gives way to an inevitable hookup, and a smitten Noah dares to hope that she might have actually found a real connection with the dashing cosmetic surgeon. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. A surgeon in a horror film? Uh-oh. I would stay away from Steve. I would stay away. When Noah accepts Steve's invitation to an impromptu weekend getaway, she finds that her new paramour has been hiding some unusual appetites. Ooh, fresh. Keeping it fresh. I like that. This next one is very weird. I don't know what to expect from it. It's called Hatching. And it's Hannah Burgum's feature directorial debut as well. She did the Puppet Master short film. And it follows a seemingly idyllic family existing amid manicured suburban perfection. Tinja's mother showcases their family's existence on her popular blog, Lovely Every Day. But beneath the impeccable veneer, friendless tween gymnast Tinja is struggling, spending most of her time striving to please her image-obsessed mother. After encountering a wounded bird in the woods, Tinja brings its strange egg home and nurtures it until it hatches. The creature that emerges becomes Tinja's closest friend, surrogate child, and living nightmare in this tremendously twisted coming-of-age body horror film. Hatching. You had me at body horror. Actually, you had me at strange egg. Like, what the? F- what does that even mean? What does that mean? And then you see production stills in this egg. It's pretty big. It is pretty strange. Let's read about this one here. You Won't Be Alone. Goran Stolevsky, feature directorial debut. A lot of debuts. Woo! Let's see who falters and let's see who hits it out of the park. Now, this stars Numi Rapace in a dark and unsettling folk horror. I'm just going to skip that one. I don't like folk horror. And maybe I'll give it a second chance at some point. Midsummer was all right. Didn't really care for it. The only folk horror that I've enjoyed is the original Wicker Man. The original Wicker Man is awesome. And that's just really strange people on an island doing some shady cult pagan shit. So there's really like one or two scenes that really have folk horror in it. Otherwise, it's a you know, creepy detective story. Um, so if you have folk horror suggestions oh well watch this you don't like folk horror watch this one i will please leave me your suggestions anchor.fm slash evil pod fire that up on your phone leave a message a little voicemail for me same thing with hbo max if you have suggestions on things to watch before i cut the cord this next one is called watcher and this is another one that I've seen uh, promoted multiple places, so I think this might be one of, the, one of the good ones at Sundance. Julia joins her husband when he relocates to his family's native Romania for a new job. 
where she finds herself frequently alone and unoccupied. One night, she spots a vague figure in an adjacent building who seems to be looking back at her. Soon after, Julia's sense of being watched intensifies, and she becomes certain she's being followed. Could it be the same unknown neighbor? There is so little to that description where you know it's going to have some twists and turns. They can't. They got to keep their lips sealed on this one. They're just like, uh, there's a lady named Julia, and she moves to Romania. How about we leave it at that? How about we leave it at that, and you go and watch our goddamn film? Because we can't say anymore. We just can't. The last one here I want to talk about is a film called Piggy. And once again, this is another one where I've seen multiple times. So probably one of the good ones. From director Carlota Pereira, There Will Be Monsters. Sarah hides away in her parents' butcher shop. In her, ooh. Right away. If there's a surgeon in your picture, if there's a butcher shop <laughs> in your picture, you might be in a horror film. Uh, in a rural Spanish town. As the target of incessant bullying, she flees a clique of capricious girls who torment her at the town pool, only to stumble upon them being brutally kidnapped by a stranger who drives off with them in his van. When the police begin asking questions, Sarah keeps quiet. Intrigued by the stranger, an interest that's mutual, she's torn between revealing the truth and protecting the man who saved her. Piggy. So there's just a little preview of some of the horror films at Sundance. Looks like there's going to be a handful here to keep an eye out for once they start hitting actual theaters or you know platforms, Netflix, all that shit. Um, yeah, Piggy, Watcher, You Won't Be Alone, Hatching, Master, Fresh, and Speak No Evil. Watch out for those Danes. Those Danes. I love that these other countries are killing horror. Just fucking killing it. Better than America. Like Koreans, just really, really elevating horror. And the Danes, like I said, they love their mysteries and their serial killers. They fucking love it. So guys, that is going to do it for this episode. Yeah, a little shorter this time. I apologize. I'm sorry. Next week... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rank the Scream films real quick. That's not going to be a long segment, but uh, I said I was going to do it on that Scream episode. I forgot. And since then, I've meant to do it, but I've been going back and forth. So uh, give, me a, give me a week to really sit down, turn off the TV, turn off the phone, spark up a J, just me, myself, my thoughts on the Scream franchise and rank these movies. And we'll do that next week. Other plugs here. Follow Slashreville on everything. All your socials. Instagram, Patreon, Facebook, at Pod. And that Patreon, I know, I know I plug it. I know I plug it. I'm trying to keep the fucking lights on over here. But it's, it's one tier. It is a $5 tier. You're going to get your movie breakdown every month. And you're going to get other content random drops throughout the month a video here or there maybe maybe another uh, episode things like that um so it's definitely a good bang for your five bucks there and help out slashville become a slashville resident officially get your plates 
Get the sticker on your car. Welcome to Slasherville. And once again, uh, anchor.fm Slasherville pod. Leave me those gosh darn suggestions for what to watch on HBO Max before I get rid of it. Otherwise, that is going to do it. Thank you guys for listening. I'm Dalehausen. <laughs>